Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Broadcasting to a worldwide audience since 2014. You're about to experience raw and real. And now, here's your host, C.J. Ripka. Okay, I'm just going to scrap all the original openings that I started off with today. Here's the thing, Raw and Real Nation. I have been sitting here trying to come up with a good opening, something that would grab your attention and keep you listening. But to be honest with you, I don't have to. All I got to do is say, today on Raw and Real, we are going to be showcasing the Podcasters Guild podcast. And on this episode, my guest is the Dave Jackson. That is all I had to say. So sit back and relax and have a good time as we pick up the interview already in progress. So do you still make those rookie mistakes from time to time? I was talking with Jessica Rhodes from uh, Rhodes to Success and Interview Connections. And I've known her for about a year now. And we get on and I'm, I, I'm like, hey, what's up? How's the kids? Blah, 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 blah. And I just go into the interview. I had two devices. None of them were recording. <laughs> we just we just like just because usually you're like oh i'm kind of nervous I, I better hit record now and it was like there was no nervousness and we just started talking and i looked up and i'm like about halfway through and i'm like hey guess what she's like what i go we're not recording this and she's like <laughs> and she just started laughing so i was like yeah it happens to the best of us i guess so. yeah well i'm glad you said that because uh that's happened to me more than once but yeah. um no when when i interviewed jessica we had audio only we didn't i couldn't get her on video video yeah it just kind of went all all crazy. Aren't computers fun? Oh, loads of it. Yeah. Well, you've got the cool green screen thing going on, so. Yeah, well, I figured I don't have the money to build a set, so I better uh, just punt yeah. and go with well, what I got. It's looking good because you don't have any kind of weird green halo or, you know. Lighting. It's all yeah. about lighting. Yeah. But, yeah, this is... Um, I figured this is, I like to use a peer in. I don't know what you use necessarily, but a peer in seems to be the most stable platform when I'm pulling yeah, audio. I, well, I use uh, zoom.us okay. for okay. a lot of stuff. Haven't lost anything yet. You know, knock on for Micah. <laughs> yeah. So whatever's going on. I do like zoom to be able to record the video as well. That, yeah. that, that's always nice. Then if I, do something really stupid like forget to click record on any of my devices i can just yeah. drag and drop it and strip the audio from the recording yeah, yeah yep. it works that's what i do so anyways um the the show is called the podcasters guild podcast okay. um it's uh i don't know if you had a chance or if ray ever mentioned it to you but i've had ray ortega on with nice. me and that was a phenomenal uh time to sit and talk to him also i've had gary Le gary leland on with me um, Gary Leland. I yeah. love Gary Leland. He is a podcast pickle. Yes. Yeah. He He's is a trip, man. You know, the funny thing about Gary is, um, I think I was the most nervous to uh, interview him just for the simple fact that I had never really known a whole lot about him up until, you know, doing oh, the research um, about him. I never really knew a whole lot about him. He's then, an amazing dude. And then, uh, you know, as the more I research about him, the more I'm like, Maybe I should have just left this alone. Maybe I shouldn't research anybody. 
Well, because he, now he's Hall of Fame podcaster, <laughs> Gary Leland. Uh, right. But he's hilarious because he'll be the first to tell you he doesn't know what he's doing. But, and he's like, I just, I don't know. I just hit record and do it and put a thing in the sincerity, you know. <laughs> but Podcast Pickle was awesome. Um, and, man, back in the day, uh, I'm going to say 2006-ish, it was me, Gary Leland, Rob Walsh, and Paul Culligan did a show called Today in Podcasting. And we would get together every week, which was hilarious because Paul's on the West Coast. Gary's in Central. I think Rob's on Central. And I was on Eastern. So <laughs> I'd end up, the guy, like we're podcasting at 11 o'clock. We're getting done about one in the morning, my time. And then I was going to school at the time. It was hilarious. But, uh, and at the time it was like a big deal. We were like, hey, today, you know, Maytag started a podcast. Now it's like everybody <laughs> and their brothers started yeah. a podcast. So it was, that was a problem. We, we ran out of news. There wasn't really much to, to talk about. There wasn't much in podcasting back then. Yeah, and then Rob had, a, I think, another kid or a kid, and it just, you know, we just kind of was like, eh. They tried to bring it back once. I know they had Cliff on a show once and a couple other things, but it was, it's just like, but it's, it's Gary is a great guy, and he will do, I have a, a, a poster from a podcast movement, and it had my name on it, you know, and I was like, oh, that, that's cool. I'd like to have a, you know, a little, and I just asked Gary, I go, what are you guys doing with the posters now that it's over? He's like, I don't know, we're just going to throw them away, and I'm like, you think I can have it? And he's like, yeah, I think so. So next thing I know, I'm like, I, I'm, he's like, uh, you know, come see me in a bit. I'll see what I can do for you. So I come back like five minutes later. Gary's on his hands and knees unscrewing the signage. So <laughs> I'm like, Gary, I didn't expect you to do it. But that's the way that guy is, man. It's like, okay. So, yeah, it, it fits perfectly in my hallway. You, as you walk up the steps at Casa de Jackson, there's this big podcast movement poster. That is so awesome. Yeah. That is well. That's one of those stories that you only know, or you only have though from those early days. You yeah. don't, you don't get those stories. These new kids coming out podcasting, you just don't get those kind of stories These anymore. Kids in a day, yeah. God, I mean, I, I, I have it. I actually have it downstairs. My original iPod, and before that, I, there was a thing called the iRiver. It's about the size of your thumb, mm -hmm. and I think it held all of maybe, you know, it, it was something ridiculous, like you know, six mags or no it wasn't that bad but it was ridiculous and you would plug it in there was no itunes yet and you would there was a software called juice which still exists i'm amazed that's still around and you would download your podcast and then you would have to go and and you'd get all the files together and you would drag and drop them onto this little thing that showed up like a hard drive which was cool and then i had the the thing to plug it into uh i think it was a cassette tape at the time <laughs> the, you know? the cord with the cassette hanging yeah. off of it you just kind yeah. of popped in there yeah and then you get like, and I was a copier technician, so I'd be halfway to, you know, fixing stuff all day. And then you run out of podcasts because there's only like six. And you're like, <laughs> oh, and then you have to go back home and get some more. It was, oh, such, so, yeah. So when people now are like, yeah, I just, you know, I'm not, I should do Wi Fi. I'm, I'm up. It's like, you know, you kids are today. You don't know how easy you have it. So it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I remember the first time I ever put anything out on audio. It was in 2003 for the South Dakota National Guard. And I was reading a blog post, recording it, and then saving it as a as a file to upload onto the the website. Yeah, that was that was the extent of anything we did. <laughs> like, I have. Uh, have you ever heard of Joe Bonamassa? No, probably huh? not. He's a blues guy. He's actually he's got he's got like a series channel, and he's a phenomenal guitarist. Well, go back twelve years ago, he was just he had just started his solo career, basically. And because he was nobody, I got to have him on my podcast. And at the time, I literally, I think I had a microphone in front of the speaker phone. 
recording in. <laughs> or I might have had the little suction cup thing from Radio Shack that you stuck yeah, on the phone. Yeah, stick on the phone. <laughs> yeah. And I was listening to that audio, and it's, it's like nails on a chalkboard. I'm like, how did I ever release this to the public? But... <laughs> He was the nicest guy at the time. It's like, it's weird because now it's like I always tell people I have his cell phone. I don't know if it's still his cell phone. I'm like, but I have his number somewhere. So you know what's you know what's funny? Podcasting. You know, we take a lot of stuff out of radio. You know, the technology and stuff, and mm-hmm. then kind of make it our own. I was I went to a radio station the other day, and the guy's like, "Hey, can you help us make our our incoming sound from our phone calls sound like podcasting?" Like, well, yeah, that's easy. <laughs> I can yeah. do that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I spent about two hours helping them set up their, helping their the stuff. Helping the radio people. Helping the radio people. I thought that was kind of, kind of it's interesting. Nice. The, the, the role reversal is getting uh, yeah. pretty Well, and there's amazing. a lot of things. At, at first, we kind of thought radio was going to be like the competition, you know, and, and they weren't really, they still aren't really crazy about podcasts. But I was always like, wait a minute, these are guys if you actually know anybody that's in radio, you know, here's your, you know, two minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, you need to say this, you need to say about five minutes worth of material in about 30 seconds as you get ready to do traffic and weathers on the tens. Now be entertaining, go. And it's just <laughs> like, what, you know? So the fact that these guys can even be entertaining under those huge constraints, you know, um, I was like, man, if these guys ever come over to podcasting, we are in a world of hurt because they know how to be entertaining already with both hands tied behind their back and a gag in their mouth. So that's why <laughs> radio guys come over here like, we can edit? Yes. You know, they're like, oh, this is awesome, you know. This Meanwhile, is the coolest pod- thing ever. Yeah. I, I can fix all my mistakes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So. Everybody, you get that question all the time. How? Did, what about the ahs and the ums? It's like, well, this is podcast and we can take them out. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, they don't do it on radio. They can't do it on radio. On radio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, what... Hey. They need to have a guy on the on the mute button. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna say it. He's gonna say it. that seven second delay. Looking yeah. for the because you can see him after you edit him enough. You're like, that's an um right there. Yep. Yeah. So it's hilarious. So who Could did you great. listen to that got you into podcasting? Uh, Adam Curry. I mean, back when I was starting in in 2005. Um, you know, looking back, I think probably the guy that influenced me wasn't a radio guy. Was David Letterman because he's kind of wacky and and you know off the cuff. But the first podcast I listened to was Adam Curry's daily source code. And I remember, um, a guy had told me, um, he come back from this, this internet marketing thing. And just to tell you how long ago it was, he goes, uh, he goes, you know how you missed the MySpace boat, which I did. I completely missed the MySpace <laughs> boat and uh, I turned out okay. And, uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't rub it in. He goes, man, I, the next big thing is coming down the pike. I'm like, great. What is it? And he goes podcasting. And I'm like, what's a podcasting? And he's like, no, it's a podcast. You, you, the verb is podcasting. And I remember I Googled it and there was literally like a page and a half of results. That was it. And I had to go through <laughs> half of them to like, and when I finally like with a paper clip and some rubber band put together, you know, I remember uploading my file and then starting juice, the software and seeing it come down. And that's when the light bulb came on. And I was like, Oh man. And the first thing that I found was Adam Curry's daily source. In fact, it, Adam Curry was kind of one of the guys behind the juice software. So it just came preloaded. And I'm like, hey, I know that guy. I remember him from the Headbangers Ball, you know, back in the 80s. Yes. And I was like, well, this is cool. And then, and then it was just from there. Um, then I found his podcast because that's like what it was. It was like, hey, this is Adam Curry from MPP and the Daily Source Code. And he gives his website and tells you how to subscribe. And then you listen to his show and you found out that there was Grape Radio and uh, 
Real Reviews and the Dawn and Drew show and Accident Hash and all these other, you know, the Rock and Roll Geek show. And you're like, there's all these people doing it. And then that was it. So there still but, wasn't very much, though, to search, even though on iTunes. No, no, even there was no iTunes yet. That's what, yeah. So there wasn't iTunes yet. So it, it came there shortly after there. But um, yeah, there, there were like, I remember when I first started, there were like, I think there were like 10 podcasts. You know, I just, like I said, Real Reviews, Don and Drew, The Rock and Roll Geek Show, Adam Was Big, uh, CC Chapman at Accident Hash. Um, there were a couple others, but uh, most of them aren't around anymore. PKJ, I remember, was one. Um, Distorted View is still around. The most dirty, filthiest podcast you'll ever listen to. <laughs> um, he finds the most bizarre. A lot of them involve poo. Oh. <laughs> just bizarre people doing things with feet and poo. You're like, what? Oh. <sighs> so it was, it was a very bizarre show. Uh, but yeah, there wasn't that much to to listen to. And so it was kind of like, oh, okay, that guy's the movie guy. We didn't really have anybody in sports. Then you had, of course, you had This Week in Tech. So Leo came on board. That that brought a lot of people. But uh, yeah, so you would, you, would, you would run out of podcasts to listen to if you're able to figure out how to get them into your car, mainly because there weren't that many. And then second of all, there was no syncing. You you had to take your device back to your computer to go get more. Yeah, there was no live listen. I mean, live streaming yeah. or anything like that. It was just download yeah. it, listen to it. When you're yeah. done, you're done. Yeah, I believe at the time I was flipping my phone. If we go back that far, there was no smartphone <laughs> you know, that old nine years. Was it even a was it even a flip phone? Was it was it the brick or? <laughs> uh, no, I think I started with a flip phone, and okay. then I went from that to I had the original Droid for a while. And then I, I, once I came to um, the iPhone, I've never gone back. So You know, I just recently went to the iPhone and I, you know, for me, it was, it was really tough to go from Android to iPhone. I yeah. was, I still, I still think I can double tap and my screen will come up, but I'll get used <laughs> to it. Eventually it'll come around. Old, old habits die hard. Yeah. It, it I does. just, I found that the software that I was using on the Droid just worked better on the iOS device and then they had a ton more apps and I just went all right well that'll work and well, you know I, I can handle the fact that I paid too much for the logo on the back so. <laughs> well I love it I I've got an older phone so I didn't pay nearly as much as you did for the logo but you know I gotta admit it's it's definitely a, a much more uh it's it's a better tool ultimately yeah the, the iPhone is a much better tool so now when you when you started recording what was your setup like i mean i'm assuming you didn't go out and spend thousands of dollars on radio equipment no i i did kind of but i i started off the, one of my backgrounds is i'm a musician so i had you know a bunch of old stuff laying around old mixers and stuff so i had a sure sm58 which is the microphone you can basically like you know pound a nail with and, and anything else and those things just don't die and i ran that into a mixer and then the mixer into the like line in of my computer and I was literally in the basement of my brother's house next to the water heater and it would drive me nuts because I'd be in the middle of recording something and somebody would flush the toilet I had a, a <laughs> flush pipe right behind me and then I had a dryer so I was always getting in trouble because somebody would come down and start laundry they'd go upstairs I'd go over and open the door so it wouldn't you know and then I, <laughs> I, I would tell myself oh, when I'm done I'll go back and restart the dryer and the washer and, and then I'd forget and people would wake up in the morning, Uncle Dave, what's going on? My clothes are still wet. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah, so that's where I started. And then from there, there was a guy named Scott Fletcher who did Pod Check Review, which was hilarious. And also the guy that coined the phrase Pod Fade, which is when you just kind of quit. He, he actually was hilarious because he Pod Faded. 
and he just had these phenomenal pipes and a really nice guy. And I said, dude, what microphone are you using? And it was this Audio Technica, I think it was 3035, which is a condenser microphone, which was great for Scott because he had like a soundproof booth and he did all sorts of voiceover stuff. Well, not good for a guy next to the water heater in the basement. In the, yeah. So that's <laughs> when I learned real quick, stick with a dynamic mic unless you are in a soundproof booth. So now do you, you, uh, you went from 2005 going through this stuff. What kind of things did you, I mean, what, what kind of things have you seen over the years that have changed so drastically? Cause podcasting has really grown up with well, you. The, yeah. The big thing that's changed is it is so easy now to get them. You know, we were talking how you have to, I used to have to download and sync and things like that. And the fact that you can just go to a phone, download an app, it's still not that easy, right? Download the app, type in the name of your show, hit search, find it, click subscribe. It's still a lot easier because you used to have to have like file management skills because you were dragging and dropping files and things like that. And trust me, as somebody who taught people technology for 20 years, the one thing people still lack is file management skills or everything saved on their desktop and it's just a giant mess. Um, so that's the, the biggie that has changed. And just the fact that, man, for the first three years, you just spent, everybody was like, do I need an iPod to listen to this? Wait, no, what is it? And you just, you know, you got, you talk to anybody. Do you know what a podcast? No, nobody had ever heard of a podcast. And then you'd explain it to them. And they were like, you, you just got a lot of like the head nod. You're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, sounds cool. And you could just tell they're going, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. <laughs> they got that last like, Oh yeah. You just subscribe to the RSS feed and their eyes just roll in the back of their head and they start to drool. And they're like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. So that's changed. The fact that, you know, when I hear things like the family guy and Saturday night live, you know, did a parody of, of cereal and, um, orange is the new black had a thing where uh, this woman said, Oh God, I, I thought you were going to be one of those guys that I dated. That's in the basement recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nice. Um, so it's, you know, it's becoming more and more mainstream. The one thing that has, hasn't changed and it's fun to watch is about every hmm, four or five years, a company will come out and say, we're, we're, we're going to host your files for free. And <laughs> yeah. why they do this, I don't know, because it doesn't work. They, they usually try to offset it with, we're going to sell advertising against your show. Uh, Padango was the, the one that's probably known the best because they went out of business literally like a week and a half before the end. It was like right before Christmas, and you had to get your stuff off before the first of the year. So it's the height of the holiday season. By the way, we're done. Get your files because, you know, we're out of here. So that one, because I just heard of another one that just came up. It's free hosting. It'll always be free, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Again. I've seen it about three or four times now. So, so that's always fun. <laughs> so what was the first podcast that you did? The very first one, technically is still around. I just haven't done an episode in 10 months because uh, I'm just tired of talking about it. It was called, originally it was called the Musician Cyber Cooler. Because this, again, back then, this was cyberspace, was what we called the internet. And so it was supposed to be where musicians come to trade advice, you know, how to get more gigs, more fans. And it, it, I had a newsletter. In fact, I was doing podcasting before it was podcasting because I would take the newsletter and record it as an audio format and just stick it on my website. And that's when, you know, I, I heard about this. I was like, oh, I'm kind of already doing that. <laughs> so I did that. And then unfortunately, the word cyber, which back then, again, was cyberspace, also got linked to the word sex. It was oh, all about wow. cyber sex. And so the musician <laughs> cyber now that had, so then it became the musicians cooler at a big giant picture of a water tank, you know, like a water cooler. Um, people still didn't know what it meant. 
Uh, they thought it was about, you know, wine coolers. So I eventually changed the name again to the marketing musician. And about that time, it's been 10 years. And I just ran out of how many different ways can you say, you know, pay attention to your fans, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just ran out of stuff to say. So it's it's hilarious because I recorded a two-part interview and I played part one and I've never played part two. And nobody's <laughs> and nobody's really said, whatever happened to part two? So it's kind of like, well, that even shows even more. I kind of lost my audience because I, I, I started getting very sporadic where I was always, you know, every Monday, then towards the end, it was like every other Monday, then it was once a month. And so I'll probably put out episode two. And then my, my goal is to sell it, you know, even if it's for nothing, peanuts, you know, I'd like to see it carry on. But, uh, you know, that, that was the first one. And that, that got me into podcasting. And that's when I was like, I, uh, the, the fun part of being a, a trainer, uh, a corporate trainer is every time sales doesn't hit their quota. Well, let's not fire the salesmen that are doing poorly. No, no, no. Let's fire the training department. Let's not work smarter by any means. And so I'd lost my job. And my original degree was in electronic engineering. I kind of fell into the training department after being a copier technician. And I'd won all sorts of awards. I'd actually won uh, employee of the year. And then six months later, I got let go. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I thought I was, what? Uh, so I had to go back to school to get a teaching degree, even though I had years of, of training under my belt. And so I needed a job that was going to give me flexible hours. And everything at the time said, the new big hot thing in, on the internet is going to be membership sites. And then I knew the next big thing was going to be podcasting. And I'm like, hey, let's put that chocolate and peanut butter together and see if it works. And hence the school of podcasting was born. And that kept me, it didn't keep me, it didn't pay for everything, but it kept me in my car and my phone and, and food and, and things of that nature. And then I just racked up a huge amount of uh, student loans to, uh, to get me through. So, so that's how the school of podcasting was born. So do you think that the, the, the timing was right for the school of podcasting. And do you think that that's part of the success of it? Or do you think maybe that was even maybe before it's time? Yeah, it was before it's time because I spent, man, the first couple of years, um, just explaining to people what a podcast was. And then once they finally got what it was, then I'm like, do you want to join? And they're like, well, I don't know. And so it was a lot of, it was not easy as it easy as it, you know, and plus I was using archaic membership scripts and, uh, what I did originally, because it was, you know, everything was brand new, is I just, anything that was new, I would make a tutorial about it. Well, then people would show up and they would join the school of podcasting and they would just get this tsunami of, of information. And finally, um, the members kind of said, why don't you come up with like a path? Like, why don't you have like a, I'm on a tight budget path. Uh, I'm on a maybe not so tight budget. And then money is no object path. So I did. And then I just realized that, you know, as more and more tools came out that they were looking to me to figure out which ones were the best ones. I don't want to learn them all. Just show me the best ones. So uh, I had to scale things back a bit. Well, I know when I first started actually in podcasting, what, what I would, I guess, call podcasting, I, I went to iTunes and I searched, you know, how to podcast. That, that was my mm -hmm. keyword. And three, three shows came up and that was free podcast course, podcast answer man and school of podcasting. Well, Yay. well, when I, when I was looking through them, the first thing I thought is free podcast course. Uh, it's probably just trying to get me to buy something. It's an infomercial. And then the, I was like, podcast, podcast answer, man, school, of pod the word school is in the title. I'm going to go here. So I started listening and that nice. was, that was one of the, that was actually my introduction to 
what I thought podcasting was supposed to. I thought all podcasting sounded like that. I, oh, had, wow. I had no clue <laughs> that there were people talking on their phones and doing podcasting. I had no clue <laughs> that people were, were using those yeah. old desktop mics that. Oh, yeah. So how does that, how does that sound? I'm, I'm, way over, I'm, <laughs> I'm podcasting from the bathroom. Yeah. That's always handy. Yeah. So when, when I told my wife, I wanted to get into podcasting, she's like, well, what's, what's this all entail? So I was like, so I'm looking on BH photo and video and uh, going through all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I need this, 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 because that's what Dave says we got to have. Well, that's it. It's all my fault. <laughs> it's all your fault. that are really mad at me. <laughs> he spends hours in that room. He spent $200 and I never see him anymore. And he just wants to talk about sports. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my bad. So how many people yeah. have you helped over the years? That is a great question. Cause there are a lot of people that send me email that like never joined the school of podcasting that have done really well just by listening to my free stuff for lack of a better phrase. And they'll be like, Hey, you know, I, I did this and did that. You were the first kind of like you said, I was the first podcast I found. I listened to it. I didn't think I could start it, but you know, so it's hundreds, maybe thousands at this point. I mean, I've been wow. doing it 11 years now going on 12. So yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's when I go to, um, you know, different podcasting events, it's, it's, humbling it really is to have people come up because i the the running joke is i'm the dave jackson that those people say well you're the day and i'm like what does that mean i'm just i'm just dave jackson <laughs> and so to them i'm like you know you're this you know i somebody today introduced me as a, as a podcast god and i'm like now come on now that's getting a little crazy uh because it really i i mean one leg at a time just like everybody else trust me so that's always kind of flattering and, and humbling and and had a guy uh come up to me because I have a, a segment on my show called because of my podcast. I always say, if you can answer that question, because of my podcast blank, record it and send it on in. Yes, it's good enough. Seriously, send it on in. And he said, because of your podcast, meaning mine, the school of podcasting, he goes, a veteran has a new house because he does a show called living the vet life. And he helps veterans understand what their benefits are. Now that you're, you're out of the service. And he had a guy on about getting mortgages for your houses and this and that. And, but they were kind of, specific to a certain area because you know real estate uh kind of changes from state to state so one of his listeners contacted him said you know how it works in in my state and uh rob was like i'm not sure but i I might be able to find somebody and he did and the guy got a house and he's like you know he wouldn't have contacted me to get a house he goes so he goes whether you want to take it or not your thumbprints on that guy's house man he goes because if there's no (laughs) dave jackson there's no living the vet life there's no living the vet life that guy doesn't get a house so that's that's kind of wild because that's uh you know, that's, that's kind of the podcasting for me scratches my three itches. Number one, um, it's kind of geeky because I, I, I like technology. Um, you can be super creative. You can be as weird or as wacky or as, as straight as you want. There's no rules. And then the third one is I get to help people. So I, I still get to do my, get my teach on. And uh, <laughs> so when it, you know, the, um, the very first piece of voicemail I got was a guy from Nuremberg, Germany. And I remember I was again in my brother's basement sitting next to a water heater and you know he sent me an mp3 file and i click it and it's you know hello dave this is michael van lar from nuremberg germany and i literally about fell out of my chair because wow. i'm like wait a minute i'm like there's there's a dude like my brain was like wait did he just say germany and i'm like nuremberg <laughs> germany i'm like did, no wait did did he like Nur- what yeah so it was really and then that at that point it was just like mainline i'm like okay i will podcast till i'm dead because that's that's amazing so I had my first experience with, with a gal that listens to my show from the Philippines. 
that was pretty exciting. The fact that it yeah. broke the continental United States, I thought that it, it had still a territory, but still, right. I'll take it. That, I'll it's take wild, that. isn't it? Yeah, it, it definitely is wild. Now, the last, I before we go out of this segment and into the next segment, because of your podcast, what uh, what are some of the favorite things that have happened because of the School of Podcasting? Oh, man. Number one, I've met my best friends are are through podcasting, you know, Daniel J. Lewis, Ray Ortega, uh, Mike Dell, you know, and that guy, these guys are straight up my competition. Mike Dell is my competition. He <laughs> works for Blueberry. I work for Libsyn. Um, so that that's a great friends. Uh, Ken Blanchard's another one. Marcus Couch, um, Steve Stewart, Eric K. Johnson. There's guys that have literally just, you know, uh, they're just awesome. Um, I've gotten two, three jobs out of it, which is fun. I got hired at Chancellor University because I knew how to podcast, which then the the university went out of business because they were this podunk kind of shack in downtown Cleveland. Um, but I got hired as the director of podcasting for the New Media Expo. And you couldn't write this story any better because Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, had stepped down and they needed a new guy. And so the guy that was running the, the New Media Expo um, called Rob at Libsyn. And said, who do you think would be a good fill? And he goes, I don't know. What do you think about Dave Jackson? And then he called Rob over at Spreaker. And Rob said, I don't know. What, what do you think about Dave Jackson? And then he called Todd at Blueberry. And Todd's like, I don't know. What about Dave Jackson? And I'm like, seriously? And he goes, he goes, I'm not making that up. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> so um, talk about a, a, an audio business card. So I got to, to be the uh, the director of podcasting for the New Media Expo. And until, unfortunately, that guy literally drove that whole event right into a wall which was a bummer. Not nothing I could do about it, but you know, you're, you're in the bus and that guy's driving. Um, and then my latest one was um, again, teaching jobs are great until sales doesn't hit their quota. And so I had, uh, I'd gone to South Carolina to save a kind of a troubled account, did a great job. And my boss is telling me, Hey, I'm here with the general manager. I just want to tell you what a great job you did uh, in South Carolina. And that's why it hurts me so much to say this because it was Friday. And I'm like, wait a minute, it's Friday. The general manager's in her office, and, and and she goes, that's why I hate to say this. And I walked into an elevator and lost the cell phone. And I looked at my friend. I go, I'm getting whacked. And he goes, what? And I've, got, I've been here before. I said, I'm getting whacked. I get out of this, the elevator. I call her back. She's, I'm like, I think I know how this is going to end. And she goes, I'm sorry. I'm, you do know this has nothing to do with you. You're one of our best trainers. We just don't have the business. So literally from that day at work, I called Rob Walsh, and I said, uh, Hey buddy, I said I have good news and bad news. He's like, well, what's the uh, the bad news? And I go, well, I just got let go from my job. And he goes, what's the good news? I go, I'm available to work for you. <laughs> and he said, you know, and he said, you know, I would say I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm not. And he's like, what are you doing the rest of the day? I'm like, seriously, just got let go. Probably laundry. And uh, within probably 20 minutes, I was on the phone with the president of Libsyn. So, and then about a month later, I was hired. So now Libsyn's cool. so office. That's, that's one again. Libsyn's office isn't that far from you, though, is it? Well, Lipson is is in Pittsburgh. I'm in um, Akron, Ohio, basically. And yeah, that was the other cool thing is um, I got hired. I get to work from home. Um, everybody at Lipson is beyond cool. They're they're all we we can just peg the snark meter. They're a lot of fun, a lot of sarcastic people over there. Um, and um, then the, the great thing is like now when I go to these events where it used to be I would take vacation day, um, I now get paid to go. So that's awesome. Like I'm going to uh, the Tampa Bay Business Association um, in December and I'm getting paid to go talk to my friends in some cases about podcasting. And wow. I'm like, you know, I got paid to go to podcast movement last year, 
Now that was fun because I talked nonstop for like four days and had no voice by the time I got home. But yeah, so I, I am, you know, it's, I, I laugh in the morning because it's like, you know, 480 is backed up for four miles. And I'm like, yeah, I got a five foot commute to work. So I'm, I'm, I'm not missing that at all. And okay. on occasion, I'll go over to Pittsburgh, which is like an hour and a half from where I am. So it's no big deal. Now, I want to scratch the surface on something before we go to a break. Um, you were recently in a documentary. Yes. How was that experience? It's interesting. Um, it's all about relationships, really. And I always tell people, if somebody gives you an opportunity, you go in there and you better be ready to swing for the fences and, and get a home run. So I got asked to speak at PodFest. And to me, I was like, ooh, fresh meat, because nobody knew who I was. Uh, I knew one person who knew the guy that was running it. I went in and just knocked it out of the park. And the guy's name is Chris Karintzos. And so PodFest is he's like, oh, by the way, we're, doing, we're, we're documenting some of the, uh, the PodFest stuff. So they did. And apparently, according to Chris, I'm a soundbite machine. Uh, I think the one that, that everybody laughed at is I said, um, good podcasts are like porn. Um, you know it when you see it kind of thing or something, <laughs> something of that nature. Um, it's the old line from Larry Flynn. Yeah. And uh, everybody thought that was hilarious, you know. And so this little thing was supposed to be some video about PodFest to be used as, as a trailer uh, just grew into a documentary. So Chris calls me up and says, hey, we're, we're going to do this whole documentary. I want you to make a podcast about the documentary about podcasting. And then later in the year, we're going to come and, and tape you at your house. And I'm like, dude, I live in a two bedroom apartment in Akron, Ohio. I go, there's, there's nothing to see here. Really? Um, and he's like, no, no, we want to do it where you're at. So yeah, it was pretty wild because I'm, I'm literally at this desk and I got a guy over here with a camera and a guy right over here with a camera. And then Chris is smack dab in the middle. And it's weird when you have like literally a camera right in your face and you can't look at the camera. You have to keep looking at Chris. So it's, it was a little different. And uh, they, their their plane was late. So I actually had a, a meetup that afternoon that they were supposed to get to. They showed up with like 20 minutes left of the meetup. And then we went to dinner and we came here and they interviewed me and Daniel J. Lewis. Daniel J. Lewis came up uh, from Cincinnati. And um, I think we went to bed about 1.30. So, and then they drove. They, they, they actually drove down to uh, Kansas City to interview Rob Walsh. So they're crazy. The, the, the crew there is just nuts. But it's really cool because they're really focusing on the fact that it's weird that you talk into a microphone. You're just having fun talking about the stuff that you want to talk about. And meanwhile, out in the world, you are changing lives whether you want to or not. And so that's the whole point. of The, the name of it is uh, The Messengers and uh, a podcast documentary. It's it's amazing to, to watch it grow. I'm really itching. It's uh, I keep seeing clips of it. There's a new trailer coming out, and uh, they're going to screen it at uh, PodFest the year in February in Orlando. So if you want to get out of the winter. <laughs> well, when we come back, we are going to get into the final segment of the show, the, the segment that's kind of defined this show, and that's the Lipton questions. Stick around. What's up, Raw and Real Nation? CJ here, and I just want to take a quick minute to tell you a little bit about the 1000 Speakers Academy live event going on August 24th, 25th, and 26th in San Diego, California. As a graduate of the 1000 Speakers Academy, I know what it did for me as a podcaster. If you're an author, a coach, a blogger, a podcaster, a live streamer, or someone who can use public speaking to share your message to the world, then you need to be in San Diego, California, August 24th, 25th, and 26th. To get more information about this event, go to ripcamedia.com 
and click on the 1000 Speakers Academy live event page. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome back to the Podcasters Guild podcast. I'm your host, CJ, and with me is Dave Jackson, or should I say the Dave Jackson? <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the Inside the Actor Studio with James Lipton. Yes. That is one of my favorite shows, and that's the show that has inspired this show, more or less. So I decided I was going to more or less pay homage to the guy who inspired me to do this by stealing his questions. Borrowing. Yes. Borrowing. Okay, borrowing. Okay, so are you ready? Uh, I think so. All right. What is your favorite word? Well, now, if you listen to my podcast, you would say, you know, because I say it 4,000 times an episode. Um, help. What is your least favorite word? No. What turns you on creatively? I'm, I'm sounding like a broken record. Uh, anytime I can help somebody. That's in, in, and I have no restraints. So like fix this problem. Don't care how you do it. I'm in. What turns you off creatively? Do it this way. And that's the only way you can do it. You know, when there is no creativity or yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of anti-creativity, but um, yeah. And paperwork. (laughs) What sound or noise do you love? Hmm. Uh, anything from any of my great nieces or nephews. Uncle Dave is a great phrase to hear. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, the sound of my, uh, battery backup going, (laughs) which means then, then you come running, hoping that everything's still like, there's nothing worse when you're like, did it, did it work? Is everything still on? Cause that's always a, uh, you know. Fax machines. If you go back to the days of fax machines, I always want to know who was the engineer that, you know, when the fax is coming in, it's like, and they went, hey, let's let's keep that. Should we make that a bell or something? No, no, let's stick with that (laughs) sound. That's That's good. Kind of like when uh, you used to have to log in using dial-up. Yeah, same thing. (laughs) Yeah. What is your favorite curse word? Oh, I go back to the days of George Carlin the one you save to the end of the argument. And that's why I get mad when everybody uses it over and over and over. And uh, do I have to say it? Are we staying G rated or whatever? No, this, this is uh, your favorite Uh, curse word. Yeah. Fuck. And here's the thing. You don't, you don't use it. Like I hardly ever say that word. And when I do, you know that I am like, I am not happy. If I'm if I look at you and go, what the fuck? I'm I, cause I never hardly ever say that, but when I do, and that's the whole point of it. When people just say, you know, fuck, 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 and fucking this, and like, like Kevin Smith. When I listen to Kevin Smith, I'm like, dude, you're dilute, you're diluting the meaning and the power of the F word. It's so a punctuation mark. <laughs> it is. It's the it's the one you saved to the to George Carlin. It's the one you saved to the end of the argument. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on, man. Yeah. So don't don't ever use that. But uh, I, I try my best. I am the son of a truck driver, so I try not to curse a whole lot. But, uh, <laughs> when I do, and that's the thing, my my my. My ex-wives will tell you, if I start cursing, it's not good. That means Dave's about ready to blow his top. So what profession other than your own would you like to have attempt or would like to have done? Um, well, I actually used to think about being on the radio. You know, I don't know if that, does that count? You know, um, musician would be another one. I've, I've done those, not as a career, but uh, being a musician is pretty cool. It's, um, it's a lot of work. Because really the only fun time is the hour and a half you have on stage. 
And then you get paid to lug a lot of equipment around in really bad situations. When you get there and you're like, wait, there's, there's no elevator and it's on the third floor. Really great. Wonderful. That's always fun. And then you get to put up with drunk people going, do you know the electric slide? <laughs> so that's, that's always fun. So musician was, was something I thought about for a while. I actually pondered when I was right out of high school, everybody was like, you should move to California and be in a hair band. And I'm like, and I was like, hmm, maybe so, but I didn't. So what profession would you not like to do no matter how much they paid you? Um, boy, that's a good one. Uh, I, I can tell you something where I would, I, I can tell cause I got fired for this. There was a software that I had to learn and I had to look at 17 screens in 10 seconds and remember what I saw with a 95% accuracy. Oof. It was re, it was insane. It was this weird, it's I, what it was is there was a company, there was a guy at the company that didn't like the way I taught because, well, people were having fun in class. We can't have fun. And so they set up this test that literally nobody could pass. In fact, there are two people before me who didn't pass it and they just found other places for them to work. But when I didn't pass it, they let me go. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Uh, I still want to punch that guy in the face. But um, so that was something that is extremely detail oriented under a very tight thing. That would be. That would be uh, not a lot of fun. I think that would drive me crazy. Now, if heaven exists, what would you like God to say to you as you arrived at the pearly gates? Uh, come on in. The Mountain Dew's on the right. Popcorn's on the left. Um, and your mom and dad are right over there waiting for you. <laughs> or I'm, I'm assuming he would say, oh, it's the Dave Jackson. Here, <laughs> let me move and let you take the job. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, hey, thanks for the whole Jeremiah thing on your website. I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Thanks. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, before we go, though, is there any parting wisdom you would like to share with the audience? Yes. Yes, I would. How long do I have? As long as you like. Okay. I can Here's edit. The thing. That's true. You can edit. Okay. All these people that are telling you you need to have three, five, ten episodes in the can. All these people are saying you only have eight weeks and new and noteworthy. Um, and new and noteworthy. And you need reviews in iTunes. It's all crap. It's absolutely 100% crap. Would you please just pull the trigger and start? You cannot improve what you don't start. And everybody's talking about, oh, you got to have this big launch. Having Saying your podcast is going to be successful because you had a big launch is like saying you're going to have a successful marriage because you had a big wedding. It's just not the case. <laughs> and so there's a lot of bad information out there. Um, and I can prove everything I just said. Uh, that's the other thing. Uh, question everything and uh, make people back up what they're saying because, you know, somebody say, oh, I was, I was number one and new and noteworthy. Great. What were your downloads? They never answer that question because it doesn't do anything for you. So, but bottom line, just start just because think about it. Have you ever been in a car wreck, right? You didn't plan it, but you got through it. You have a baby. There's never a good time to have a baby. Sometimes you plan it, but then you get here and it's like, yeah, now what do we do? <laughs> um, if you've ever been fired, if you've ever had somebody die, there are all these things that you just figure it out. And so just start and figure it out. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be perfect. Your podcast is not a statue. It's a recipe and you can change it anytime you want. And I'll stop there because otherwise I'll go on for that. <laughs> you know, you brought up a huge, huge point that I, I, I see this all the time in Facebook groups. In fact, I've had to stop going into Facebook groups primarily because of the stuff that you're talking about. And mainly it's those coaches, you know, this new trend of, of 
podcast mm-hmm. coaches. They've they started a podcast in February, and by May they've already they're already a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, that has got to be one of my biggest pet peeves in this industry. But you know what? They're going to come. They're going to go every February. We have the gates open. Another flood of podcasters will come in, and by May there'll be a another flood of new podcast coaches. So why don't you tell everybody where they can actually come and find you at so they know where to get the real deal at? The best place you can find me, we'll set up a special page just for listeners of the show. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash guild, that's G-U-I-L-D, and then use the coupon code guild, uh, that will save you on a single course. Or if you want to buy a whole bundle, you can do that. But uh, everything is over there again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash guild. You can contact me there, check out the courses, things like that. And that's where you can find me. All right. And thank you, everybody, for listening to today's show. Man, it's been a great time sitting here talking to the Dave Jackson. I mean, I can't <laughs> believe I finally got him on the show. But anyways, go on over to the School of Podcasting and get started today and use that coupon code GUILD. I would love to send as many people flooding through the gates as I possibly can. And if you're a podcaster who would like to come on the Podcasters Guild podcast, and share your journey, then email me at cjripka at ripkamedia.com. I would love to have you on the show and celebrate your journey in podcasting. So until next time, Raw and Real Nation, you don't have to be perfect to be that perfect solution. Thanks for listening to Raw and Real with your host, CJ Ripka. Ripka.